Hey, this is Double J, Jeff Jarrett, WWE Hall of Famer, and you're listening to the My One Two Three Cents Podcast. It's my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me the hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. The guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! If you've dreamed of becoming a professional wrestler, it's time to make that dream a reality. The Stride Pro Wrestling Training Academy is now enrolling new students. Classes meet on Tuesdays and Thursday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. Be sure to check out the Stride Pro Wrestling Facebook page at facebook.com slash stridepro-wrestling and get enrolled now. Hey friends, welcome to episode 445 of the My 123 Cents podcast. I am your host, Kevin Huntsberger, and... I am actually recording this show as it is supposed to usually drop, so if you are a typical listener right after it drops at midnight, I do apologize for a bit of a delay. It's been uh, a a fizzy week, a fun and busy week and weekend, Um, and so hence uh, a little bit of a delay, but it's not going to be terribly bad. Still going to drop on Monday as promised for the last 445 weeks. So hard to wrap my brain around that. Uh, This podcast has been going on now for almost nine years. It'll be nine years in in December uh, of this year. So uh, appreciate the support. Appreciate you listening, downloading, subscribing, leaving a review, supporting my one, two, three cents through the store on prowrestlingtees.com, which actually the sale, the Memorial Day sale is wrapping up in just a few hours. So if you are inclined to support this brand, I encourage you to check it out. Uh, There are couple of different Mondo, the Monkey, the My123 Cents Monkey t-shirts, and a couple of Stride Pro Wrestling t-shirts. Uh, I appreciate the support. Thighhuggers.com, promo code My123Cents, and then Collar and Elbow brand, uh, same deal, promo code My123Cents, and uh, the brand gets a little bit of a, a, a percentage of the purchases that you make so and you save some money in the process as well when you do order from those brands and especially now with pro wrestling tees again uh, it's 20 percent off through the end or not through the end but i think until about noon central time on memorial day if you are listening uh on memorial day this week doing um a wrestling under the influence uh, my wife picked up some weekend beers for me and one of them I looked at the can and I'm like this is the perfect wrestling under the influence style of beer so I decided to go ahead and go with that for this week's episode and talk a little bit more Uh, the beer is called tropical beer hug and it is by goose island beer company 
uh, in Chicago, Illinois. And I've had some different Goose Islands before, but I love the name Tropical Beer Hug. The can has a bear on it uh, wearing a pair of sunglasses and uh, very flashy looking. It is an Imperial IPA though. And this is uh, high in the ABV, the alcohol by volume. 9.9%, so almost 10%. It's an IPA, so, you know, obviously you expect an IPA to kind of be packed with and loaded with uh, with that uh, those hops, of course, obviously. But also, you know, you get a higher alcohol by volume count with an IPA most of the time. Um, now, I will say, uh, I just mentioned Chicago, but this says brewed and packaged by Goose Island Beer Company in Chicago, Illinois, and Fort Collins, Colorado. So, two locations, apparently. Um, and this uh, this one, I was looking at it, and now I don't see it on the actual can. Uh, but I believe the box said something about uh, some different fruits and stuff also blended in with this. So, without any further ado... Let's go ahead and pop this bad boy open, give it a nice pour. I know you can't see it, but hopefully you could hear that. And it's got your typical golden look to it, but it's also got a little bit of a haze. Not, not overly hazy uh, for an IPA. Mmm, the aroma, very good here. Getting that fruity, citrusy. Uh, combination. I believe it said on the box uh, some mango in here, hints of mango and peach. You can really kind of smell that. And then that kind of piney smell that you get uh, with an IPA. And we've tried multiple IPAs through the years, and, and I have really come around on the IPA experience. Uh, originally was not a big fan of IPAs, but uh, it has become an acquired taste for me. I've, I have developed um, a likeness, a fondness or IPAs, most notably, probably, uh, the uh, Broken Skull IPA that Stone Cold Steve Austin has his name attached to. But let's give this a taste. It's, uh, again, nice golden color, um, little haze to it, which is good for an IPA. Let's try this, though. It's really good. The the fruit, the hops, there's a bitterness to it towards the end of it. So it, it does have that little bit of a kick, but it really starts off with almost, I don't want to say sweet, but it's not, it's definitely not um, one of those IPAs that's overwhelmingly uh, hitting you over the head and making you pucker and, and you do that old uh, bitter beer face. And I wish on this can, and I didn't look it up, I wish it had the international bitterness unit on here. Um, it's it's, I would guess, probably pretty typical for an IPA. It's not again. It's not overly bitter. It's not overly like, you know, making me cringe uh, when I drink it. it. It has a nice, fruitful, slash, you know, that kind of piney flavor and and aroma to it. So it it comes together very nicely. So I'm saying all that to say that I'm definitely going to give this one a three count. And with a beer called Tropical Beer Hug, I decided to go with uh, the theme to tie it to wrestling. You know, obviously, 
we've seen wrestling bears in the past, but I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go there. Um, I'm going with the maneuver, the move, uh, sometimes a finisher, sometimes a setup to another type of finisher, but the bear hug. And I remember, you know, growing up in the 80s, it seemed like the bear hug was a uh, very commonly used move in the ring. A lot of times, uh, uh, a submission move and, and it was the power guys that were using it. It was the, the Dino Bravos of the world and the Ted Arcides and, uh, later Mark Henry, you know, they would get their opponent and, and pick them up and, and lift them off their feet and squeeze them. Um, and you know, if it was an enhancement match, that was typically how the, uh, the superstar applying the bear hug would win their match. Um, but sometimes it was just used as one of those moves, a rest hold probably, uh, if some would say, and, and you don't really see a lot of rest holds today or they've found better ways to cover it up. But, you know, back in the day, you would have two guys get in there and need to uh, catch a break, uh, break catch uh, their breath or whatever the case may be, and they would work into some sort of uh, submission hold, whether it was the uh, abdominal stretch or a front face lock or a headlock or whatever the case may be. Sometimes it was the bear hug. Um, and I'm going to just talk about some a few notable examples uh, from my childhood, from when I was uh, watching wrestling predominantly and, and the impact that the bear hug had. And I think probably for me, the most notable, the most memorable, the most visual when I think of wrestling and, and bear hugs was, and by the way, if you Google search wrestling bear hug, be careful because there is a not for safe, not safe for work uh, website out there that takes it to a whole different extreme. I did not click uh, on it too far once I saw some of the imagery there, but I say all that to say, um, for me, it's thinking back to WrestleMania three, um, Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant, the Pontiac Silverdome. Uh, there's a, uh, a, a memorable shot and it's, it's the artwork for this week's episode where Andre has Hogan locked into a bear hug. And, you know, you might expect the 500 pound giant, you know, wrapping his arms around Hulk Hogan and, and that's weakening him. You know, the idea, the commentators, the picture that the commentators always painted with the bear hug is that the wrestler who's got their opponent locked in is using that vice-like grip, that massive strength that they have to literally squeeze the air, squeeze the oxygen out of their opponent. And that's kind of kind of how it looks. And, and it does seem like, and you know, if you do catch somebody in a bear hug, you know, you might be fooling around, messing around with someone um, in that scenario. And, and when you pick them up and lift them up off their feet and ragdoll them, maybe like how China did with uh, Marlena back in the day, and you wrap your arms around them like that. Yeah, I could see where, you know, you put that squeeze on them, you could crack a rib or you could uh, definitely start depleting that uh, oxygen level, that intake. And so uh, it makes sense from that perspective. It, it, it's one of those moves that it does make sense that you could see how it could cause damage to the opponent. Now, um, oftentimes, from my memories, my recollections, there weren't a lot of big moments where this happened. But again, like I mentioned, big moments where it happened and, and it resulted in the victory. Um, but, you know, Andre 
using it on on Hulk Hogan and, you know, mentioned guys like Mark Henry. Um, and I'd have to go back and look. And I went back and looked at a couple of these and I don't remember, but I, I, I feel like Mark Henry may have gotten Jerry Lawler to submit to the bear hug at the King of the Ring. I think it was a King of the Ring, uh, maybe in 96, 97. Now I'm guessing here, and and I'm making a fool of myself. I'm going to try to quickly uh, look this up and see if I'm right. But I, I, you know, I remember Jerry. There being a moment with Jerry Lawler and Mark Henry um, in a bear hug situation, um, and and I don't know if it was a, an actual match between the two, or if it was just a. Uh, well, they wrestled in '96. I don't know that it was at the King of the Ring '96, but. Um, I, cause I think maybe for King of the Ring 96, I really should have looked this up. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm doing this in the process. As, as I like to say, have said in the past, I always like to, um, just kind of go from memory and not look up stuff on like Wikipedia and read from a Wikipedia page, but I'm looking at some of these images and uh, this is Mark's rookie year for sure. He's wearing the very patriotic, uh, wrestling gear and, uh, wrestled Mark Henry in, or I'm sorry, wrestled Jerry Lawler in 96, but I, I'm pretty sure it was not at King of the Ring. I feel like it was Ultimate Warrior and Jerry Lawler at King of the Ring. But, um, anyway... That was another moment that I do I do have memories of Jerry Lawler, I thought, being in the bear hug, but maybe not. But probably one of the bigger matches, you know, I, I remember the wrestling mags, but the after mags back in the day, they had done an article, Dino Bravo had wrestled Hulk Hogan in Canada and had put the bear hug on Hogan and refused to let go. And I don't know if he actually ended up uh, I, I think Bravo got disqualified. I don't remember what the article had stated, but the cover of it was, you know, Hogan caught in this bear hug by the world's, well, who they were touting as the world's strongest man, Dino Bravo, back then. Um, you know, but uh, a, a very memorable experience was back uh, more than 20 years ago. It was the summer of 2002, Hulk Hogan wrestling Brock Lesnar for the number one contender to the undisputed heavyweight championship held by, at that time, The Rock. Now, you may remember earlier that year, um, Hulk Hogan had won the championship. This was the year that Hogan wrestled The Rock at WrestleMania. And we had the turn where Hogan became face again. Um, shortly later that summer, or that spring, Brock Lesnar debuts, wins the King of the Ring. The Rock, or Hogan wins the championship uh, from Triple H, who had won it at WrestleMania against Chris Jericho. Hogan goes on to drop it to The Undertaker, the championship that is. And then I think The Rock ends up beating The Undertaker somewhere. This was the year, it seemed like that belt was changing hands about every two or three months. Um, and so Rock is going into SummerSlam as the champion. They need to find a number one contender. And uh, Brock Lesnar ends up beating Hogan, and he uses the bear hug to get that done. He's wasting valuable time with Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Heyman is living. He's beside himself, screaming, cover him, Brock, cover him. Brock's too cocky, too confident. It's going to bite him on the ass. Oh, and 
this side bear hook like a gut wrench. Hollywood Hulk Hogan. That is how Kessinger tries to suck the life out of him. Les has got those big old hands, those big arms, and Lance squeezing the life with that great grip. And then now it's a back on the Lance, though. Squeezing the life out of Hogan. First the F5, now the vice-like grip by Lester. How much does Hogan have left? Hogan's busted up on the inside. He's getting the life squeezed out of him. The arm goes down that time. You say pretty, man. The arm down a second time. If it goes down a third time, uh, he is dead. It's over. This is, it's over. Hollywood Hulk Hogan can't continue. This monster has squeezed the life out of Hulk Hogan. All right, let go, Brock. You've got your shot at some point. Let go of him, damn it. Hogan is hurt. And look at that thick Paul Heyman. Shouting instructions to right, Lester. Hammond will get him off. Hammond will get Brock off. Right, but Hammond wants to celebrate the fact that Lester's going to SummerSlam to meet the Rock for the undisputed title. Hey. This Brock Lesnar is focused, primed, pumped, and ready for the Rock at SummerSlam. You know, I know Hogan had tapped out a couple of times in WCW, maybe to the Scorpion Deathlock, uh, definitely to Lex Luger's torture rack. Um, but seeing Hogan kind of go down to the bear hug and to Brock Lesnar, who at that point was still pretty green. I mean, he had been with the company, like I said, maybe five or six months at the at the time that this went down. And, you know, obviously Brock Lesnar has become, you know, 20 plus years later, he's still a big deal, still one of the top level stars. And actually, as we're recording this over the weekend, beat Cody Rhodes at Night of Champions. And I apologize if you haven't listened or watched Night of Champions yet for that uh, drop of, of information. But, uh, you know, busy weekend for wrestling fans as Night of Champions happened uh, on Saturday. On Sunday, we had the NXT show Battleground as well as AEW's Double or Nothing. I've seen some results popping up and whatnot. And, um, Looks like it's been a great weekend to be a wrestling fan. So, really, I'm not, I don't have anything to be critical of from uh, any of those companies. I'm sure there will be plenty of negative online chatter for all those shows. But uh, I was a bit surprised to see Brock Lesnar beat Cody Rhodes at uh, the pay per view or the premium live event over the weekend. But just saying all that to say that, you know, Brock Lesnar was a big deal back in 2002, beating Hulk Hogan with a submission move, uh, the bear hug, no less. And uh, to this day, you know, still one of the top dogs, one of the top, probably top five guys on the on the WWE roster at this moment. Um, but yeah, that event uh, back in 2002, seeing Hogan go down to the strength, the brutality of Brock Lesnar, a, a remarkable feat. And, you know, there have been other instances where we've seen men and women submitting and, and losing to the bear hug. It's, again, not a hold today that we see used very often anymore. Even, I don't know, even know so much for transitional moves, but uh, in its day and, and time, you know, I can remember, again, flipping through those aftermags and Almost every time you'd see somebody locked into a bear hug at some point, one point or another. Um, and I would, I don't know, would, I was thinking about this, some of the other moves that required 
uh, the bear hug as part of its setup or whatnot. And I, I kind of thought for a minute a little bit about uh, the Hart Foundation's heart attack where Jim Neidhart would would grab the opponent and kind of hold them in that bear hug type position, kind of squat a little bit with them. And Bret Hart would come running with that flying clothesline. Um, I don't know. Is that considered a bear hug? What do you guys think? Um, and what are some of your favorite moves from back in the day? You know, I, I'm kind of indifferent with the bear hug, but again, it fit the motif of, of this week's podcast with this beer, with the beer hug, again, by uh, Goose Island Beer Company, a three count from me. But, uh, you know, it feels like in this day and age, finishing moves, submission holds, and, and whatnot aren't what they used to be. Um, you know, it, it sometimes takes multiple times with uh, multiple false finishes before uh, a wrestler goes over in their match. So I'm curious to hear from your perspective as well. What uh, finishing moves from back in the day do we miss that we wish were still used as finishers and not maybe transitions? And, and Chad and I have had this conversation before in the past too. We're talking about moves like the DDT and the super kick. They've all kind of gone from being a finisher from Jake Roberts or Arn Anderson using that DDT, um, Shawn Michaels super kick, Chris Adams used the super kick, to now it being just kind of a, a, a spot move, a transition move. It's something used on every indie show, and it's something used in every, uh, not every match, but a lot of matches that you see on TV uh, weekly. So, and again, not to say that that's a bad thing, but it's obviously something that has changed through the course of time, the evolution of the business, the evolution of, of pro wrestling, the finishing moves, not really having the same impact or the same uh, power that they once had. And speaking, I just said impact in that conversation. And I believe impact ran an event too on Friday night. So uh, again, congrats to everyone uh, who had great shows over the weekend uh, indie show Stride Pro Wrestling, I know, has a show coming up next Saturday night at the Stride Arena in Carterville. So be sure to check them out on social media and support indie wrestling no matter where you live. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Leave a review wherever you do listen to podcasts. Been getting some positive responses and some positive comments on some of the posts that we've been making here lately. And I do certainly appreciate that and would love to continue to hear your feedback, your suggestions, your ideas for guests uh, for future episodes of the My One Two Three Cents podcast. Friends, thank you so much for listening. Take some time on this Memorial Day to remember those who sacrificed and gave their very all for the freedom that we enjoy here today in the United States of America. Thanks for listening once again, and have a great week. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery